Today on Commuter Bible, the prophet Jeremiah navigates life in Judah after the fall to the Babylonians. It's Jeremiah chapters 39 through 43 and Psalm 119 verses 161 through 175. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. In today's episode, the prophecies of Jeremiah come to pass. The Chaldean army lays siege to Jerusalem, and Zedekiah meets Nebuchadnezzar face to face. Those who have surrendered to the Chaldeans have been spared, and those who resisted are put to the sword. Through it all, the Lord keeps his promises and protects Jeremiah from harm. And what's more, the leaders of the Chaldean army treat Jeremiah with greater honor and respect than the leaders of Judah did. As Jeremiah continues to serve the Lord through this transition, he must navigate new relationships and new authorities. And, in an ironic twist, Jeremiah is deported to another country by the remnant of Judah. Jeremiah, chapters 39 through 43. In the ninth year of King Zedekiah of Judah, in the tenth month, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon advanced against Jerusalem with his entire army and laid siege to it. In the fourth month of Zedekiah's eleventh year, on the ninth day of the month, the city was broken into. All the officials of the king of Babylon entered and sat at the middle gate. Nergal Sharezer, Samgar, Nebusarsachim, the chief of staff, Nergal Sharezer, the chief soothsayer, and all the rest of the officials of Babylon's king. When King Zedekiah of Judah and all the fighting men saw them, they fled. They left the city at night by way of the king's garden through the city gate between the two walls. They left along the route to the Arabah. However, the Chaldean army pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. They arrested him and brought him up to Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon's king, at Riblah in the land of Hamath. The king passed sentence on him there. At Riblah, the king of Babylon slaughtered Zedekiah's sons before his eyes, and he also slaughtered all Judah's nobles. Then he blinded Zedekiah and put him in bronze chains to take him to Babylon. The Chaldeans next burned down the king's palace and the people's houses and tore down the walls of Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, deported the rest of the people to Babylon, those who had remained in the city and those deserters who had defected to him along with the rest of the people who remained. However, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, left in the land of Judah some of the poor people who owned nothing and he gave them vineyards and fields at that time. Speaking through Nebuzaradan, captain of the guards, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon gave orders concerning Jeremiah. Take him and look after him. Don't do him any harm, but do for him whatever he says. Nebuzaradan, captain of the guards, Nebuchadnezzar, the chief of staff, Nergal Sharezer, the chief soothsayer, and all the captains of Babylon's king had Jeremiah brought from the guards' courtyard 
and turned him over to Gedaliah son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, to take him home. So he settled among his own people. Now the word of the Lord had come to Jeremiah when he was confined in the guard's courtyard. Go tell Ebed-Melech the Cushite. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. I am about to fulfill my words for disaster and not for good against this city. They will take place before your eyes on that day. But I will rescue you on that day. This is the Lord's declaration. And you will not be handed over to the men you dread. Indeed, I will certainly deliver you, so that you do not fall by the sword. Because you have trusted in me, you will retain your life like the spoils of war. This is the Lord's declaration. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Nebuzaradan, captain of the guards, released him at Ramah. When he found him, he was bound in chains with all the exiles of Jerusalem and Judah who were being exiled to Babylon. The captain of the guards took Jeremiah and said to him, The Lord your God decreed this disaster on this place, and the Lord has fulfilled it. He has done just what he decreed. Because you people have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed him, this thing has happened. Now pay attention. Today, I am setting you free from the chains that were on your hands. If it pleases you to come with me to Babylon, come, and I will take care of you. But if it seems wrong to you to come with me to Babylon, go no farther. Look, the whole land is in front of you. Wherever it seems good and right for you to go, go there. When Jeremiah had not yet turned to go, Nebuzaradan said to him, Return to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has appointed over the cities of Judah, and stay with him among the people, or go wherever it seems right for you to go. So the captain of the guards gave him a ration and a gift and released him. Jeremiah therefore went to Gedaliah son of Ahikam at Mizpah, and he stayed with him among the people who remained in the land. All the commanders of the armies that were in the countryside, they and their men, 
heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah son of Ahikam over the land. He had been put in charge of the men, women, and children from among the poorest of the land, who had not been deported to Babylon. So they came to Gedaliah at Mizpah. The commanders included Ishmael son of Nethaniah, Johanan, and Jonathan the sons of Kareah, Sariah son of Tanhumath, the sons of Ephi the Netaphathite, and Jezaniah son of the Makathite, they and their men. Gedaliah son of Ahikam son of Shaphan swore an oath to them and their men, assuring them, Don't be afraid to serve the Chaldeans. Live in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and it will go well for you. As for me, I am going to live in Mizpah to represent you before the Chaldeans who come to us. As for you, gather wine, summer fruit, and oil. Place them in your storage jars and live in the cities you have captured. When all the Judeans in Moab and among the Ammonites and in Edom and in all the other lands also heard that the king of Babylon had left a remnant in Judah and had appointed Gedaliah son of Ahikam son of Shaphan over them, they all returned from all the places where they had been banished and came to the land of Judah to Gedaliah at Mizpah and harvested a great amount of wine and summer fruit. Meanwhile, Johanan, son of Kareah, and all the commanders of the armies in the countryside came to Gedaliah at Mizpah and warned him, Don't you realize that Balas, king of the Ammonites, has sent Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, to kill you? But Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, would not believe them. Then Johanan, son of Kareah, suggested to Gedaliah in private at Mizpah, Let me go kill Ishmael, son of Nethaniah. No one will know it. Why should he kill you and allow all of Judah that has gathered around you to scatter and the remnant of Judah to perish? But Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, responded to Johanan, son of Kareah. Don't do that. What you're saying about Ishmael is a lie. In the seventh month, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, son of Elishama, of the royal family, and one of the king's chief officers, came with ten men to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mizpah. They ate a meal together there in Mizpah. But then, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and the ten men who were with him, got up and struck down Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, with the sword. He killed the one the king of Babylon had appointed in the land. Ishmael also struck down all the Judeans who were with Gedaliah at Mizpah, as well as the Chaldean soldiers who were there. On the day after he killed Gedaliah, when no one knew yet, eighty men came from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria, who had shaved their beards, torn their clothes, and gashed themselves, and who were carrying grain and incense offerings to bring to the temple of the Lord. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, came out of Mizpah to meet them, weeping as he came. When he encountered them, he said, Come to get Eliah, son of Ahikam. But when they came into the city, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and the men with him, slaughtered them and threw them into a cistern.
However, there were ten men among them who said to Ishmael, Don't kill us, for we have hidden treasure in the field, wheat, barley, oil, and honey. So he stopped and did not kill them along with their companions. Now the cistern where Ishmael had thrown all the corpses of the men he had struck down was a large one that King Asa had made in the encounter with King Basha of Israel. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, filled it with the slain. Then Ishmael took captive all the rest of the people of Mizpah, including the daughters of the king, all those who remained in Mizpah over whom Nebuzaradan, captain of the guards, had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, took them captive and set off to cross over to the Ammonites. When Johanan son of Korea and all the commanders of the armies with him heard of all the evil that Ishmael son of Nethaniah had done, they took all their men and went to fight with Ishmael son of Nethaniah. They found him by the great pool in Gibeon. When all the people held by Ishmael saw Johanan son of Korea and all the commanders of the army with him, they rejoiced. All the people whom Ishmael had taken captive from Mizpah turned around and rejoined Johanan, son of Korea. But Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, escaped from Johanan with eight men and went to the Ammonites. Johanan, son of Korea, and all the commanders of the armies with him then took from Mizpah all the remnant of the people whom he had recovered from Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, after Ishmael had killed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam. Men, soldiers, women, children, and court officials whom he brought back from Gibeon. They left, stopping in Gareth Chimham, which is near Bethlehem, in order to make their way into Egypt away from the Chaldeans. For they feared them because Ishmael son of Nethaniah had struck down Gedaliah son of Ahikam, whom the king of Babylon had appointed over the land. Then all the commanders of the armies, along with Johanan son of Korea, Jezaniah son of Hoshiah, and all the men from the least to the greatest, approached the prophet Jeremiah and said, May our petition come before you. Pray to the Lord your God on our behalf, on behalf of this entire remnant, for few of us remain out of the many as you can see with your own eyes, that the Lord your God may tell us the way we should go and the thing we should do. So the prophet Jeremiah said to them, 
I have heard. I will now pray to the Lord your God according to your words. And I will tell you every word that the Lord answers you. I won't withhold a word from you. And they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us if we don't act according to every word the Lord your God sends you to tell us. Whether it is pleasant or unpleasant, we will obey the Lord our God to whom we are sending you, so that it may go well with us. We will certainly obey the Lord our God. At the end of ten days, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. And he summoned Johanan, son of Kareah, all the commanders of the armies who were with him, and all the people from the least to the greatest. He said to them, This is what the Lord says, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to bring your petition before him. If you will indeed stay in this land, then I will rebuild you and not demolish you and I will plant and not uproot you. Because I relent concerning the disaster that I have brought on you. Don't be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you now fear. Don't be afraid of him. This is the Lord's declaration. Because I am with you to save you and rescue you from him. I will grant you compassion, and he will have compassion on you and allow you to return to your own soil. But if you say, We will not stay in this land, in order to disobey the Lord your God, and if you say, No, instead we'll go to the land of Egypt, where we will not see war, or hear the sound of the ram's horn, or hunger for food, and we'll live there, then hear the word of the Lord, remnant of Judah. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. If you are firmly resolved to go to Egypt and stay there for a while, then the sword you fear will overtake you there in the land of Egypt, and the famine you are worried about will follow on your heels there to Egypt, and you will die there. All who resolve to go to Egypt to stay there for a while will die by the sword, famine, and plague. They will have no survivor or fugitive from the disaster I will bring on them. For this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. Just as my anger and fury were poured out on Jerusalem's residents, so will my fury pour out on you if you go to Egypt. You will become an example for cursing, scorn, execration, and disgrace, and you will never see this place again. The Lord has spoken concerning you, remnant of Judah. Don't go to Egypt. Know for certain that I have warned you today. You have gone astray at the cost of your lives because you are the ones who sent me to the Lord your God, saying, Pray to the Lord our God on our behalf. And as for all that the Lord our God says, tell it to us and we'll act accordingly.
for I have told you today. But you have not obeyed the Lord your God in everything he has sent me to tell you. Now therefore, know for certain that by the sword, famine, and plague, you will die in the place where you desired to go to stay for a while. When Jeremiah had finished speaking to all the people, all the words of the Lord their God, all these words the Lord their God had sent him to give them. Then Azariah son of Hoshiah, Johanan son of Kareah, and all the other arrogant men responded to Jeremiah. You are speaking a lie. The Lord our God has not sent you to say, you must not go to Egypt to stay there for a while. Rather, Barak, son of Neriah, is inciting you against us to hand us over to the Chaldeans, to put us to death, or to deport us to Babylon. So Johanan, son of Kareah, all the commanders of the armies, and all the people, failed to obey the Lord's command to stay in the land of Judah. Instead, Johanan, son of Kareah, and all the commanders of the armies, led away the whole remnant of Judah, those who had returned to stay in the land of Judah from all the nations where they had been banished. They led away the men, women, children, king's daughters, and everyone whom Nebuzaradan, captain of the guards, had allowed to remain with Gedaliah son of Ahikam son of Shaphan. They also led the prophet Jeremiah and Barak son of Neriah away. They went to the land of Egypt because they did not obey the Lord. They went as far as Toppenes. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah at Toppenes. Pick up some large stones and set them in the mortar of the brick pavement that is at the opening of Pharaoh's palace at Toppenes. Do this in the sight of the Judean men and tell them, This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. I will send for my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and I will place his throne on these stones that I have embedded, and he will pitch his pavilion over them. He will come and strike down the land of Egypt, those destined for death to death, those destined for captivity to captivity, and those destined for the sword to the sword. I will kindle a fire in the temples of Egypt's gods, and he will burn them and take them captive. He will clean the land of Egypt as a shepherd picks lice off his clothes, and he will leave there unscathed. He will smash the sacred pillars of the sun temple in the land of Egypt and burn the temples of the Egyptian gods. Psalm 119, verses 161 through 176. Princes have persecuted me without cause, but my heart fears only your word. I rejoice over your promise like one who finds vast treasure. 
I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your instruction. I praise you seven times a day for your righteous judgments. Abundant peace belongs to those who love your instruction. Nothing makes them stumble. Lord, I hope for your salvation and carry out your commands. I obey your decrees and love them greatly. I obey your precepts and decrees, for all my ways are before you. Let my cry reach you, Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my plea reach you. Rescue me according to your promise. My lips pour out praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue sings about your promise, for all your commands are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, Lord, and your instruction is my delight. Let me live, and I will praise you. May your judgments help me. I wander like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commands. This time last year, I was in the middle of planning two new Commuter Bible podcasts. Those have been airing this past year, Commuter Bible OT and Commuter Bible NT. And this time of year, I'm thinking about what's going to happen next year. If you have ideas about things that you would like to hear or see with Commuter Bible, drop me a line at admin at commuterbible.org. I love hearing your suggestions and knowing what works well for you. So drop me a line anytime. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.